Welcome to the Marketing in the Wild podcast. I'm Julia from Stratus Creative Marketing, where we are obsessed with finding real life in the wild stories about business and marketing. Everybody, thanks for joining us this week. I have a special guest and I'm excited about this one because I think I'm going to learn as much as you all will as well. Um, Landon, welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your business. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Um, well, where do I start, right? I, uh, <laughs> uh, the, I guess the quick version is I'm originally, I was born and raised in Springfield, Ohio. Um, uh-huh. Moved here and moved to Louisville, Kentucky. So that's where I, I live now with my wife and three girls. Um, pray for me, three girls, yeah. <laughs> uh, 15, 12, and six. I think I got that right. Ooh. Um, and, uh, and then Rebecca, my wife. So Rebecca, Ava, Claire, and Nora, uh, nice. a wonderful family. We live in Crestwood, Kentucky, which is the suburb of Louisville. Moved here in 2013, uh, mm-hmm. after growing up in Springfield, Ohio, I ran a business with cool. my father up there. And, uh, when we got here, I worked with him for two years and left in 2015, started this business. Um, so I've been in this industry, the, the, it's known by a lot of different names today. It's swag, uh, merch. <laughs> um, you know, when I was first getting into it, it was ad specialties and you know promotional oh. products, things like that. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's the industry has has been known by some different names over the years. But I've been in it uh, since I I got out of college. I uh, went to Cedarville oh. University, which is a small Baptist yeah. Christian college in Ohio, mm-hmm. um, and studied yeah. marketing there. And uh, so, do you have like a preferred term for it? That's a good question. I mean, I, you know, it's probably a little bit of what we would talk about here is, you know, this idea that I, it just depends on how deep you want me to go down this rabbit hole. I have a lot of strong opinions about our industry and we don't have time <laughs> for it, but I think that there are some terms that I'm completely fine with that people don't like, like swag. I used to struggle with, but it's fine. I, I'll tell you, I'll put it to you this way. I'm okay with the term that helps people understand what I do the best and the right. easiest. Mm-hmm. And yeah. as long as it's not, I mean, derogatory seems like a strong way to say uh-huh. it, but you know what I mean? Not disrespectful to the, to the business. Totally. Uh, yeah. Totally. So I'm completely fine with swag and merch. Those seem, those seem very popular today. Yeah. So you told us a little bit about how you got into this niche. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you like about it? So I think that, uh, that's a great question. I, I have always called myself kind of a business nerd, a business geek. I mm-hmm. love, I always have loved business. You know, when I was growing up, I'd play with Hot Wheels and I was, you know, had limousines and always was kind of running companies in my fantasy world. So there's, you know, um, <laughs> that's awesome. I think, you know, I wasn't necessarily, I, I loved sports. I played sports, but I wasn't necessarily the guy that wanted to grow up and be Michael Jordan or something. I wanted to grow mm-hmm. up and be a CEO. So, so first and yeah. foremost, it's a. I'm in the business to business space, and mm-hmm. so because I love business so much, it gives me, it lets me scratch that itch a lot. I mean, I, I get to uh, work with a lot of different, very successful business people, a lot of different types of businesses, which I'm sure is, yeah. is something you love about your business mm-hmm. as well. Um, sure. I learn a ton by doing that, um, getting exposed to different industries, um, different mm-hmm. size companies. Um, so that's that's probably the thing that I really, that's one of the things I love, and then I do love. Um, I love marketing and branding. I mean, you know, I went to Cedarville University. Mm-hmm. I was going to be pre-law when I started, and I took a personality assessment, and they said I should do marketing. <laughs> I think that clothing and promotional items, if done the right way, can be an incredibly important part of branding, and so I enjoy totally. that too. So. 
Totally. Totally. So I'll be honest. Um, I think we talked about this a little bit when we first met, but I am like sw- weirdly swag resistant. <laughs> and I think that um, not like, um, I think like the problem for me is that I have always, when I think of swag or when I think of merch, I think of like the pens that you get at fairs with people's logos on. And then like you get home and it it's not valuable. Like I don't think about that company necessarily. Um, or like people who give like away koozies and I'm like, oh, well, this will get eaten by my dog by accident. <laughs> True story. Um, and so when my husband approached me and said, hey, Strata should get some swag. We should do this. I had this, like, strong resistance. Um, I might be the only person, but, like, how <laughs> who has that, like, sort of resistance? But how do you help your clients, like, make things that people will care about? Or is that, like, not the purpose? No, I think it absolutely is. I, I, I guess I would kind of go at this um, a few ways. One, I think some of the fundamental problems with our industry is the reason that you feel the way you do about it, meaning... Uh, the biggest companies in our industry don't sell to the customer. They sell to me as the distributor. So they're more or less mm-hmm. just banks, if you will, that are trying to mm-hmm. find uh, folks like me who have books of business that will place it with them and they'll pay me a commission to do it. Um, mm-hmm. That results in an industry that by and large has a lot of, I got to tread, tread cautiously here, a little unsophisticated <laughs> salespeople at times. And, and so mm-hmm. what you get is sort of, you can have salespeople that are, sort of trench coat, you know, they open the trench coat, you want stuff, I got stuff. And I think Mm -hmm. that's the reason that a person like you, that's at least part of the reason a person like you feels the way that you do about these things, because they can tend to be sold with very little focus on, which is your business, which is the objective. What are Mm -hmm. we trying to accomplish? So that's one thing. I think Mm -hmm. the other thing is, you know, I also think people overthink these things sometimes. Like, some mm-hmm. of these things should have high strategic purposes, and some of them mm-hmm. are just things that you need to have around as, as you know, right. esprit de corps or just part of the branded mm-hmm. environment. One of the things we talk about a lot is that there's really just a handful of buckets that we tend to work in. One is space. So we always talk about mm-hmm. the office space. If you're a distributed office, it's still your space, uh, mm-hmm. your desk or whatever that needs to be branded. Um Two is the employee. So what does the employee need to wear so that they can, and this is very Simon Sinek, start with why people mm-hmm. want to, they want to be a part of things bigger than themselves. Totally. They want to be a part of mm-hmm. brands. There's a reason that, you know, I like rucking, for example. I like Go Ruck. Mm. I wear Go Ruck mm-hmm. hats and t-shirts because that says something about me. Totally. Um, so, you know, that the employee, they, they you want to have a company and a brand that the employee wants to have something said about them. Mm-hmm. Um, the customer, obviously, to a point, needs to be given things that reinforce the brand or whatever messaging you want them to know. Um, and then, obviously, you know, marketing is the kind of that fourth is a very large bucket. But what we mean by that is just what are you doing to keep retain, you know, retain and grow and find new customers. Mm-hmm. And what I notice is that when I start talking to customers in those terms, where it's like, look, let's before we get to the stuff, let's start talking about. How do you go about working in those four areas? And what do you mm-hmm. want to accomplish with swag, clothing, and, pro- and promotional items in those four areas? Then some of that aversion starts to fall off because they start to think, A, they love their company, they love their brand, and they want totally. and they, and they want to strategically mm-hmm. build it. 
For sure. Well, and I think that even by breaking it down into those four categories, in my brain, it like the word that keeps on coming to mind is purpose. Like you're giving purpose to it. Um, and because when you mentioned all four of those things, the one that sticks out to me is employees. Like we have a really strong team culture. And I'm like, oh, like having a sweatshirt that we're all wearing, like is going to like further that team culture. And so like, it's not just like, these pens at booths. <laughs> and, and I got to give you a quick story about so, yeah. that. So mm-hmm. I just told you I got back from vacation. I was in Maine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You said you're trying to get there. Anybody listen to this? If you can get to Portland, Maine and Kennebunkport and Kennebunk, Maine, do it. There's Let's a restaurant called Lost Fire that we ate at while we were there. And mm-hmm. uh, the gentleman that owns Lost Fire also owns a couple of other restaurants in the area. The next day I played golf, went to have lunch at another place that he owns. We saw him and he was there wearing a black hoodie that had the Lost Fire logo on it. The night before, mm. I first of all, the vibe of Lost Fire is awesome. Everything about That's it. Awesome. Uh, the mm-hmm. food was amazing. The entire experience was amazing. Then I see him wearing this hoodie, and I'm like, man, I would rock that hoodie. And so yeah. it was, you know, there's an example of like sweat, because for me, it was like, I love my experience mm-hmm. at Lost Fire. It, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a, a beautiful area. It might be a, something that I would wear that would say something. Hey, people would know, oh, mm-hmm. where is that? So it's just an example of like, I had this like, and, and, and to my knowledge, I don't think there was a way for me to buy any swag because it was a higher right. end restaurant. They didn't exactly have a gift shop. So right. I think he did exactly <laughs> what you're describing, which was that hoodie was not something that I could buy. It was something he'd right. given to his team. And mm-hmm. yeah. So. There's like an exclusivity about that too. Right. Like, yeah. um, mm-hmm. or it's like, you almost want to work there for 24 hours so you can get a hoodie. Yep. And I will say this too. <laughs> he was wearing a black hoodie and the logo was done in like a gray. So it was very... Ooh. It was just very classy and simple, just a one color gray. So, mm-hmm. that, and that's something we can talk a little bit more about. To me, it starts with the item, but equally as important is how do you decorate that mm-hmm. item? And there's some philosophies that we talk about, depending on the audience, about how you go about decorating the items and do it. And, and so that certain people don't feel like they're running around with just a gigantic advertisement. Right. Because that's what I've always felt like. Like, we're a marketing company. Like, who cares? <laughs> like, I don't want to give all of my customers, like, a T-shirt with just our logo on it. Whereas, like, um, I don't know if you know this, but my husband and I own a different company. It's, like, a f- mobile photo booth inside of, like, a retro camper. And so cool. we just uh, we just bought it, like, earlier this year. I have just started doing events this summer. And I just printed like these random t-shirts for us with the logo on it, just so people know that we belong with this camper when we're at the farmer's market. <laughs> but we've started like thinking through like what um what would our customer like so that they I love the idea, like what you were just saying, like it was such a cool experience at this restaurant that you would love to sport their logo. Where we're like, what kind of experience are people getting when they're at the photo camper that then they would want to like have merch that's ours um and so we haven't figured it out two thoughts come to mind and and just to kind of demonstrate (laughs) the way that we like to think about the, the thing we always say about our company is is i try to to me there's a there's a gap between what i call the traditional product uh sellers in every community throughout the country and agencies like what you do. And mm-hmm. and yeah. what we try to do is kind of be a, almost like a translator or like a an intermediary between kind of the bottom end or the entry level of our, our industry and then the agency. Because what mm-hmm. we find is our customers, they struggle to engage the agency because it can be too costly. 
for all mm-hmm. the simple like swag and promotional item type mm-hmm. stuff. But then if they try to take a strategic have a strategic conversation with a lot of the sort of entry level sellers, they struggle to have those conversations. So then they get a little frustrated. There there they are in the middle. They want to do mm-hmm. cool swag, but they don't have the right partner to do it because they can't use the agency, they can't right. use the lower end and they're and they're they're frustrated. And that's kind of where we try to live. Right. And I would say even from our experience for everybody listening, like we've been using a third party vendor for our swag up until now. Um and it was really hard because none of my my team is like we have a team of designers, but they're like, where do we put the logo on the shirt? Like, <laughs> how do you know like that it's gonna look good when it's printed? Like things like that, where we might be designers, but we're just doing our best. And somebody like you has like seen the products, knows how it works, seen also flops. I'm sure where Absolutely. you're like, yeah, we'll never do that again. And we make mistakes. Like, I mean, that's the thing I'll say is we definitely make mistakes, but we fix them when mm-hmm. we do. But yeah, it happens. Yeah, for sure. Um, so like if somebody is wanting to create some swag, like you already talked about like your four buckets, like knowing like where where are you playing in? Um, what are some other tips that you might tell people when they're coming to you saying, hey, I want to create something? Yeah. So one thing, you know, clothing is a big category for us. And mm-hmm. and and to your I was kind of gonna jump back to something you you were kind of talking yeah. about where to put the logo and like the mm-hmm. something we've been doing a lot of lately is and it's it seems so simple, but it's something that we've spent a lot of time with was just logo size and proportion. And so mm-hmm. something that we've spent um, some time doing recently is like putting a logo on a eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper at mm-hmm. two or three different sizes and then sending it to the client and say, hey, print this out, hold it up to your chest, tell us what size <laughs> you prefer. It, it It's pretty antiquated, but, it, but, there's, it there, but there's no better yeah. way to do it. And what we find yeah. is, you know, we will think that a client might want the logo larger and they find we find out they want it a little bit smaller or, mm-hmm. you know, so, so, and those are subtle things that we try to do. Um, you know, we yeah, always do sew it. outs and different things so that they can see how the finished product is going to, going to be. Mm-hmm. But, um, so a lot of times we'll get people who reach out and say, Hey, we want to do polos or we want to do pullovers or we want to do hoodies or t-shirts or whatever mm-hmm. for our team. And then they'll kind of leave it at that. And they're looking for us. One of the things that I've gotten into a big, habit of is I go back and say, hey, what do you wear personally? Tell me what brands do you mm-hmm. wear personally that you love or what have you gotten maybe at a previous company? Because mm-hmm. the biggest bridge or the biggest the biggest challenge with clothing is trying to find, you know, brands and sizes that work. That's the thing people are most worried about. How's it going to fit? And so mm-hmm. that's one thing that I kind of would would tell people, hey, if you're going to a company like ours, um, just come at them with Hey, I really like Bella Canvas, or I really like Next Level, or mm-hmm. I got this hoodie that I love, and it's this brand because a lot of times we can get those brands, and there is no reason to recreate mm-hmm. the wheel if you have clothing mm-hmm. items that you like. Oh, it certainly sure. ex- expedites the process, and then we can go immediately to, hey, let's talk about how you want to decorate it. So, you know, clo- right. that's that's a huge one for clothing. I love that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then with promotional items, it's kind of the same thing. I always tell people, look, what are the things that you're using every day? What do you put in the car with you when you head to work? Or what do you use at your desk every day? Let's start there because those are, and you're going to go, oh, yeah, I love this, <laughs> you know, corksicle tumbler. I put coffee in it every day. Right. Mm-hmm. It seems so simple, but we, at the very least, we're passionate about the things that we love. So even if I give away something that, you know, I have myself and I love it, I'll, other people will get oh, excited yeah. about it because I'm excited about it. Well, and even like for like if you have like a favorite water bottle and you're like, well, even if you end up being the only person who sports your water bottle, <laughs> at least it's something that you love too, which won't be if you give it away. But yeah, I love that idea. Um, 
so like when you think about like what makes like a really good physical product or what makes a really bad one, I'm hearing like things like, well, will you even use it? Um, do you do you like it? Like does the business owner who's buying it for their customers even like it? What are some other things that like might differentiate a good one or a bad one? So in the past, I feel like there was a big gap between retail and corporate. Uh, that gap has all but disappeared. It's it's almost to the point where what we see a lot is people are uh, using things in their personal life and they're coming to us and saying, I love this thing. I want to do it for my customers. Mm-hmm. Um, so in saying that, there's a couple things. One is people are buying fewer, they're buying lower quantities, but higher quality. So they're Mm-hmm. which I think would speak to someone who kind of has your experience in our industry, which is like they're buying totally. better items. They're buying fewer of them um, mm-hmm. so that they can buy nicer things. And not that it's rocket science, but there's a lot of brands. We sell a lot of brands. And so when mm-hmm. when I get asked the question, hey, what what makes a great promotional item? I mean, a lot of times I say it starts with brands. I mean, brands have already mm-hmm. established themselves as quality. People like them. And so we mm-hmm. go to brands first. After that, we it really kind of feeds into what we call our partner series, which is where we are handpicking uh, what we feel like are the best companies to work with in certain product categories yeah. that may not have recognizable brands, but we have experience with their products and we know that the products are as good and get to a lower right. price point. And that's kind of how we try to approach it. Uh, and it seems to work really well. That's awesome. So that. I have a question and I'm just being nosy. Like, Landon, how do you make your money then? Like, <laughs> at, like you as like Landon Wade from Goods and Supply, like how do you make your money? Most everybody in this industry makes money the same way because we don't charge for, well, we have some services we charge for, but admittedly service revenue is a very small portion of our overall revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, the way our industry works is pretty much there's margin built into the product. So when you buy okay. 100 coffee cups, we're buying it at a wholesale price and we're selling it to you with a markup. And we make the spread. Right. And uh, and right. any salespeople on my team would make a percentage of that spread and so on. Okay. Yeah. So then if people are interested in something like this, like y- they're not necessarily paying for your time um, unless if you're doing extra things for them. Like they're paying for those products that then they can resell or gift. That's right. That yeah. Generally okay. speaking, yeah. I mean, there are, mm-hmm. um, for example, something we've done a lot more of since COVID is we do a lot of uh, – kit projects or putting packages oh, together. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so we obviously charge more right. or less a time and a time mm-hmm. and material yeah. fee for something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. We warehouse products and fulfill them. We, we charge for that. Mm-hmm. We have, we have online stores that have setup fees and a- annual fees currently just for, if someone reaches out to me and says, Hey, I want to do a hundred or 250 <laughs> or 500 widgets and I'm working with them on figuring out what item and so on. We're not charging any sort of service or creative fees for that kind of thing at the moment we sort of mm-hmm. make our we make our money on if an order is placed mm-hmm. but don't hold land into that if you're listening to this a year from now <laughs> that's um, right that's so, right. <laughs> um, so i am curious one last question before we close out um how do people know if they're ready like have you ever encountered a company who thought they were ready for swag but really they weren't yeah, I think I would say most of what I have encountered there is a it, it tends to be startups. Okay. Because they're startups are tough because they're working off of raised money and mm-hmm. when you're working off raised money, there's a high degree of sensitivity to spending it on swag. Mm-hmm. Um so those environments can be difficult 
and uh, and you just got to be they just got to be very careful and um, you know that mm-hmm. that's one space I think really small kind of what I would say startup companies that aren't venture funded you know so sort of like bootstrap startups mm-hmm. um, sometimes they're sort of early. But again, what I found is if I work through those buckets, so I had a guy reach out to me at a small construction company and he said, I want to do some cool swag. And I said, well, okay, that's wide, wide edges. Let's, you know, let's try to figure out. And I (laughs) said, yeah. And I said, you know, these are the buckets we typically work in employee, customer space and marketing. And I said, you're the only employee. So we'll probably need a few (laughs) things for you. You know, uh, you know, the mm -hmm. customers, I said, let's just think through where you're engaging with customers. Are you calling on them? Are you going and meeting with them in person and so on? And when we worked through that, we realized he's like, yeah, I probably was thinking I needed a lot more than I actually do. So, so in that Mm -hmm. case, it wasn't Mm -hmm. so much that they weren't ready. It's just that he didn't need as much as he thought once we helped him think through the actual areas where he would use it. Yeah. I love that you're helping people make those decisions too. Like you're not pushing them to create like... Um, in a previous company, I worked as a sales rep, and we were required to have a lot of inventory. And I think that's also why I have like this aversion mm. because um, I think while my house would not reflect it, I would <laughs> like love to be a minimalist. And so I'm like, I don't want to like have a bunch of swag that we're not using sitting in my basement. Um, and so I think that that's awesome that you're helping people think through it and not just selling them what they think they need. Yeah. Um, I think that's really cool. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm curious also, like, um, just because this this just popped up, but, like, how do you talk through, like, ROI with your clients? Like, I would imagine, like, unless if people are selling swag in a swag store, there's not, like, I would think it would be hard to track that. I think it's it's probably almost impossible to track ROI on our right. space a lot of times. Um, I would Are say... Are people generally worried about that when they come to you? Or I would is that not an issue that they come up with? It's a topic that we'll hear about. It is definitely not... I wouldn't say it is a thing that we feel like we have to defend or 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 really demonstrate terribly often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, I think people generally understand that this stuff can tend to fall in the buckets of like awareness-based marketing. You know, I'm mm-hmm. building out... The team, if I'm giving something to a client, Mm -hmm. a lot of times it's either on the front end by way of a trade show or some other Mm -hmm. uh, front end program or it's being given as a gift where revenue's already been created and they kind of have an idea. I mean, that's that was another thing I was going to mention. You know, it's like we do understand that, like, I mean, take your photo, uh, your photo business. Mm -hmm. It you'd have to kind of like there's all kinds of cool things that could be done, but there Mm -hmm. has to be also an understanding of what's the average revenue per client or per event. And how much can I, you know, justify investing in mm-hmm. something that I give to them? Because, like, for example, we just did this, you know, those old viewfinders that you put the reel in the top, like, yeah. and you kind of mm-hmm. click, yeah. click, and it it cycles through some That's pictures. Awesome. That type of thing would be really cool to do. But it can mm-hmm. it's probably cost prohibitive based on the revenue that you right. generate, you know. And um, we did for that sure. for a distillery here. So, you know, I think, oh, yeah. yeah, ROI is definitely something that we hear about. But it is, I think people generally understand that. That's not necessarily the space we're playing in. For sure. No, that makes total sense. I mean, even like, um, because I've talked about the photo camper here on the podcast before, um, but we, and we're due for an update. (laughs) So everybody, it's coming. Um, But even like we, so we set up at a farmer's market every other week and we're really doing it for brand awareness because it costs 20 bucks to be there and we make 35 usually, (laughs) but we're giving like free sessions away the whole time. Um, 
And we bring our 15-month-old daughter with us. And so it's my husband and I and our daughter. And so last week, I had bought us, like, these photo camper T-shirts. Um, and and so this, I guess this is my closing anecdote for everybody because I was shocked at how many people would look at my T-shirt and then be like, oh, you're from that photo camper. Like, <laughs> even though I was just walking around or playing with this in the splash pad with our daughter, we got her a really cute shirt for it too. Um, and so, of course, she is like free marketing for us. Um, and so everybody noticed her shirt. And so I think like it surprised me that like there was the brand recognition because as much as I'm in marketing and preach that, like it was really cool to just, hear that spoken back at me um so that was a really cool um instance where like our merch was working for us and helping create that connection so um Landon this was really super helpful um I feel like I've been converted (laughs) so (laughs) yes if anything um but I'm curious like if people want to get in touch with you learn more about you maybe pitch you like some ideas for some swag for their own companies where should they find you or how should they yeah so the website uh, is is the best way we're actually getting ready to launch um another version of it here within the next couple of weeks just an expanded it nothing Awesome. Major is going to change. We're adding some pages to try to do a better job of explaining the services we provide. Yeah. But that that address is GoodsonSupplyCo.com. So G O O D S O N S U P P L Y C O dot com, and that awesome. is that's the best way. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, and I believe LinkedIn and uh, mm-hmm. and so on as well. Awesome. Well, Landon, thank you so, so much. I really appreciate this time we've had together. Yeah, likewise. I appreciate you having me on and uh, look forward to potentially working together since you're now converted. (laughs) I'm there. I'm there for it. Friends, thanks for tuning into this week's podcast episode. I'm so glad that you have. If you've enjoyed it as much as we have, I just ask you to subscribe so you know each time we have a new episode coming out. If you loved our podcast and want to give us a rating or a review, I promise we will read each and every one of them. A special shout out to our friend, Carson Childers, who is producing our podcast. We really appreciate him and all the hard work that he's done for us. Also, thanks to the Stratos team. They have been behind the scenes doing all of the graphic design, brainstorming, etc., etc. Really, this wouldn't be possible without them. I'm thankful for each and every one of you guys. Lastly, listener, we'll be back next week, and I hope you will be too. <laughs>